Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is it possible that the impeachment process with President Donald Trump has something to do with the end times? Pastor J.D. will continue to share with us some of the possible ramifications. Keep in mind, some of this is corresponding with elections and turmoil in Israel as well. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 19th, 2020. I kind of need to give you a a quick backstory for today's update. It was at the beginning of December of last year, a couple months ago now. I started asking myself this open-ended question concerning everything that is happening in the world today. And the open-ended question was these two simple words of, what if? What if? Then I inquired of the Lord, seeking to fill in the blanks, as it were, with the wide array of geopolitical uncertainties today, of which there are many, and I think you would agree. That's what I want to talk about today. It's my belief that the undecided, unsettled, what-if questions are the likes of which we haven't seen in recent memory. Would you agree? So much is, and no pun intended when I say it like this, so much is up in the air. So much is, there's so many critical issues on the world stage that are in this state of uncertainty. I think of Israel's third election. Do you know that on March 2nd they're going to have a third election? Never happened before unprecedented. And this because of the unprecedented inability to form a government. So now they're going into a third election. If you're reading the same news feeds I am, you're keenly aware of what they're suggesting and even predicting is that this third election is not going to solve anything, and in fact could very well lead to an unprecedented fourth election. And we've talked about that as well. I also think of the upcoming Senate impeachment trial. This is, so on Tuesday, have a nice week. Uh, this is now going to blanket 
uh, all of our screens and fill our news feeds and it's going to go to trial and it's going to be interesting and it will lead up to the U.S. presidential election, which do you realize is in about 10 months now? I also think about, I don't know if you heard about this, this is very interesting. It was this development last week where Vladimir Putin virtually cemented what many see as his permanent rule in Russia with the resigning of the, the president of, uh, not the president, uh, Medvedved, however you pronounce his name. Then there's the escalating tension with and in Iran, which I believe has the regime's back up against the wall, especially in light of the ongoing protests, which I'm sure many of you are aware of as well. We've been talking about that. Then, if this weren't enough, word on the street is that President Trump is finally going to unveil his long-awaited peace plan dubbed the Deal of the Century. We've been hearing this for the better part of two years, going on three years now, that he has this peace plan, the Deal of the Century. And he was going to unveil it, then didn't unveil it, and now he's going to unveil it. And many believe it'll be prior to the March 2nd elections in Israel to favor a Netanyahu as Prime Minister. It seems that I'm not the only one asking the what-if questions. According to the Jerusalem Post, I'm in pretty good company with a countryman, a fellow Arab, Jordan's King Abdullah, who is asking the same what-if questions, but for different reasons. Here's the quote. What if the world gives up on the two-state solution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? Abdullah answered his own question by stating that no less than world peace depends on the outcome of this conflict. I will say it again and again. A more peaceful world is not possible without a stable Middle East, and a stable Middle East is not possible without peace between the Palestinians and Israelis, Abdullah said to loud applause. He goes on, quote, What if Jerusalem, a city, that is close to my heart personally and of great historic significance, remains disputed. Can we afford to rob Christians and Muslims alike of the spirituality, peace, and coexistence that this city symbolizes, and instead allow it to descend into political conflict. 
He spoke just as speculation is high that U.S. President Donald Trump will finally release his long-awaited peace plan known as the deal of the century. And then they say this, listen very carefully. It is presumed that the plan will not include the traditional presumption of a two-state solution at the pre-1967 lines. That's an issue. Not for them, I mean not for us, for them. (laughs) See, I'm all in favor of pre-1967 lines, because I want to go back to Genesis, those lines in the book of Genesis, pre-1967. Both Abdullah and the EU embrace a resolution based on the pre-1967 lines. He said, quoting again, what if next time neither side, speaking of Iran and the U.S., steps away from the brink, dragging us all toward untold chaos, An all-out war jeopardizes the stability of the entire region. Do you see a common thread here? Common denominator, peace and stability, peace and security. Once more, it risks massive disruptions of the entire global economy, including markets, and threatens a resurgence of terrorism across the world. Still quoting, what if we see a re-emergence of ISIS and Syria becomes a staging ground for attacks against the rest of the world? You can't make this up. Syria may be out of the headlines, but the crisis is far from over, and he is absolutely right about that. What if? What if? Well, if you'll kindly indulge me, I want to answer these aforementioned what if questions, and I want to do so from the Word of God, specifically from the pages of Bible prophecy, which answer for us all of the above, if you will, when it comes to what if. God has told us what is going to happen. It's not what if it happens. No, we're told what is going to happen at the time of the end. Isaiah 17.1 tells us about Syria. Ezekiel 38 tells us about this Russia, Iran, and Turkey alliance of nations that invades Israel. Zechariah 12 tells us that the world will have this intoxicating obsession with dividing Jerusalem. And as we just talked about in our Thessalonian study, there will be this global, insatiable quest for peace and security. And that is exactly what is happening today. Stay with me, please. So what if? 
what if um, something weird happens and Trump is somehow removed from office or something happens to President Trump? What if March coming up, our prophecy update after the March 2nd election has to do with the fact that once again, the clear winner, presumably Netanyahu, is unable to form a government. What if? What if Iran, whose backs are, are up against the wall, they have to do something. The regime is at stake. You understand, right? The Islamic Republic of Iran, not the people of Iran. There's been a I mean tectonic shift in Iran. What if Iran calls up Russia and says, hey, we got, we got to move on this because, I mean, the clock is ticking and strike while the iron's hot, if you will. What if? The answer is to every what if question. What if all of the above happens? What does that mean? That means the Lord's return is imminent, and the time is at hand. Let me preface what I'm about to say, so I'm not misunderstood when I say this. Yes, We need to be as ready for the Lord's return today as we would be if it were still 10 years from today. We always need to be occupying until He comes. However, and please don't misunderstand me, I am personally of the belief that in this year of 2020, God is going to shake up and wake up many people to the lateness of the hour and the urgency of the time. You want to know why? The Apostle Peter tells us why in his second epistle, chapter 3, verse 9. He says, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, God will do everything and stop at nothing to get everyone's attention, and they'll use any means to do it before it's too late. You know what I see with everything that's happening, everything we've talked about, and the many more things that are happening right now, it's getting people's attention. This thing with Iran, it's getting people's attention. This is God's way of shaking up and waking up the the believer in particular who is sleeping spiritually. I am struck by the Apostle Paul in his writing to the church in Rome, In chapter 13, I want to read verses 11 through 14. 
It's chilling, really. Listen to what he says. Do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. You're sleeping, you're drowsy, sleeping, slumbering spiritually. Wake up! Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and instead put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. And he gets kind of specific here and it's a little bit uncomfortable and rightfully so. He says, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. There's no time for that. Stop playing around. It's time to get serious about the things of God, the days at hand. It's time to wake up. The hour has come. His return is nigh. You know, I see these prophecy updates as sort of an alarm clock, where I have to sound the alarm every week. And this is why we do these (laughs) prophecy updates. It's to bring to the forefront the awareness of the lateness of the hour in which we are living. It's also why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the simple, childlike, simple ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? It means good news. The good news is, is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And as we just saw in 1 Thessalonians, He's coming back. That's the gospel. That's the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. What if I told you that this is like the final call? I don't know how many more things need to happen where God just has to kind of shake up our world to get us to look up to the next, and loosen our grip on this world, and the things of this world, Ah, dare I say, even this great nation, the United States of America, for which I am so grateful. I mean, this is not our home. It's passing away. The Lord is coming, and we need to be ready, and we need to be watching. And what we see happening in the world has this much needed effect of getting people's attention and waking people up. I want to share with you an email that we received from an online member by the name of Gail Diary, if I'm pronouncing your name right. She writes this, 
I have a friend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, whom I have known since I was seven, and she was ten. We are now 75 and 78, respectively. Wow. I live in the U.S. She still is in Canada. I became a Christian in 1974. We have had numerous visits in person and or by phone where we have talked about the Lord and how to be saved, but to no avail. Two days ago, we were conversing again, and this time, listen to this, she expressed much fear due to the situation with Iran. Oh. She had just told me that she didn't know how to become a Christian. We were cut off right in the middle, and I wasn't able to reach her after six tries. <laughs> Guess what came to my mind? Pastor Frog's ABCs of Salvation. By the way, these are not my, I did not come up with this. I just found this online several years back and started to, decided to start sharing it. I went to your website and copied and pasted the ABCs into an email. The next day, to my relief, she called me, told me she read the email, and also told me that she thought she was, all in caps, a Christian. With this in mind, I believe this was her last chance, and I have no doubt about her anymore. I love the simplicity, yet thorough way you explain salvation. Thank you. I want to, before we do the ABCs, just maybe challenge you. Maybe that's a stronger word than, I guess for lack of a better word. I want to just challenge you. Maybe this week the Lord will present an opportunity, a divine appointment, where He'll bring somebody into your path. And it might be online, on social media. You know, when I go on my Twitter feed, there is so much fear on the part of so many people concerning what is happening in the world today. When this whole thing with Iran, which is still ongoing by the way, when this thing happened there were so many people that were, I mean, they used the expletives, you know, the, the, the foul words, but I mean, it's, it's real, it's raw. And they're expressing, I mean, this is freaking me out. I am I'm, I'm seriously scared about what could happen. What about just tweeting, replying to that tweet, or Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever you know the platform is? What if you just said, you don't, you don't need to be afraid? There is hope. There is an answer. And just share with them the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. We're to give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within us, right? Maybe that's what the Lord wants to do. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass 
in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.